Hey there, Suburban Tarot here, and today is August 4th. This uh, podcast um, episode <laughs> is regarding the spread that I posted on Instagram and Facebook today. Interesting spread. So I grabbed a different deck of cards um, than I normally use, mostly because I have a whole bunch of cards, but I have my favorites. Um, and I really should branch out and start... Um, embracing some of the other decks that I have. I try not to buy too many decks. I know that it's an addiction for some people, but for me, um, I get used to a deck that speaks to me really well and I'll use it for a really long time. And I have, I have probably have three or four decks that are like that. One is the Osha Zen deck, which is a really great deck for, um, you know, just a card a day because it has a nice book that goes with it. It kind of goes along with the Buddhist philosophy. And um, so it, you get a lot of meaning out of one card. And it kind of gives you a mantra to focus on for the day. The other one, which is the deck I actually learned how to read on, which was the Crawley Toth deck, which uh, a lot of people don't like. Um, it's kind of a dark deck, I guess. I picked it because I really, really liked the um, artwork on it. And I like the idea that it had a keyword at the bottom of every card. So that helps. So in that way, it's very helpful um, if you just want a quick meaning and you don't want to have to learn the language of the cards. Because the language of the Crawley Toth deck is a little bit different from the language of the Rider White deck. They kind of were neck and neck at the same time. And uh, when they were created, and um, so so the meanings are a little bit different, but a lot the same as well. So anyway, um, I pulled this other little deck. I I buy these decks. They're they're miniature, so they're not like uh, they're about half the size of a regular deck. So I have trouble shuffling in my hand, like tarot card readers you see them when they're cupping the cards in their left hand and they're doing that pull-up thing that looks like a giant ribbon of cards that goes up it's like a I don't know how to describe it it's almost like a slinky you know they pull it out and they push it in and um and it's absolute perfection when I do that I'm a complete spaz and cards drop on the floor and you know I just pick them up and tuck them back into the deck I don't I don't, uh, in my head, think that they mean anything other than the fact that I'm a complete spaz. So I'm really good at regular game card shuffling. I can do the bridge really well. The problem with that is if you keep bending the cards in one direction, they get bent. So I try, I've tried different ways to shuffle, and I'm most comfortable with that. So rather than hold them end to end, because that'll turn half of the deck upside down, I hold them side to side and I let them fall into the middle and that's how I shuffle my deck. Um, but if you want to practice that pulling up fanning thing that you always see tarot card, tarot card readers do where they're shuffling and tossing them in, you know, the deck from one hand to the other, I, I can't do it, but these are nice small cards and it makes it easy if you want to practice that because you can really wrap your hands around them. So anyway, I um, posted a picture of the small deck in my hand on Instagram, and I thought, I'm just going to do a reading with this. But 
And, and sometimes if I haven't used a deck for a while and it's just kind of sat there uh, in a box, then I guess in my mind, I think that the deck has gone cold and I need to warm it up and, you know, I shouldn't just do a cold reading right off the cuff. But I did that today. So, so the reading that came up, the spread that came up, and, and, you know, this is a general spread. So I'm really just seeing. I do not use layouts as much as other tarot readers. And I know that some readers are like adamant. You got to have a layout. I will use a layout if someone has a question and I can apply it to a specific layout, like, like a relationship question. You know, where are we at? You know, where, where, where is he at in his mind? Well, okay, let's see where you're both at. And I'll do like a four card relationship spread where each one of those positions has a specific meaning and it allows me to apply those meanings to the cards that fall into those spaces and you get a lot more information. But I would say nine times out of 10, when people want a reading, they'll sit down and they want to see what comes up? And if you want to see what comes up, I just throw cards down until I'm done. And I look for the pattern in the cards and I look for the meaning in the cards and I just tell them what they see. And generally that will bring up questions and then I can do a spread with a defined positions. So that's how I do it. And today I just threw down six cards, but there was definitely a connection. And the connection was I saw um, specifically two major arcana cards that I sort of separated out as the major life lessons and the response from the universe. And then the other ones were daily activities. And what I saw was a lot of energy around the ego and the mind. I always see the wands as the ego card, because if you notice on wands, generally there's one person almost on every, in at every turn. You only see one person. There's only a few where you see more than one. And that and I also noticed that I had um I had two five cards. And fives, the number fives um jump out at me because five is a number of strife and conflict. So I saw that and I had a lot of um I had a couple of completion cards, like a nine and a ten. So I know we're at the end of something that is feeling very heavy on, on this energy. So to apply this to someone, you know, and then, and then you had the, you had the emperor card, which is all about control and he's sitting on a stone throne and he's very powerful and he's very direct, you know, and then you had the, and, and so um, two of these cards were also swords and two of these cards were wands. And that's where I get wands and ego, swords in the mind, control with the emperor, and a completion with the wheel of fortune. So, so that's why I kind of looked at all this and went, all right, well, the overall tone of this reading is someone is feeling very sort of defensive, heavy, and deceived almost. Like they're having to fight the good fight and while they're doing it, they feel like, you know, they're getting kind of stabbed in the back or deceived or um, others are turning their backs on them. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're definitely not the cool kid and they're not the popular guy. 
they're the guy that everybody hates right now. I mean, that is the feeling that I get. And the reason being is we have the, you know, the five of wands and the five of swords, which is conflict with others. Um, and the conflict is trying to, with wands, it's trying to get your communication across, your ideas, you know, you're, you're trying to push your own passions forward, what you think is right. And in the five of swords, you're in a battle and you've won, but you're kind of looking over your shoulder longingly at these people who seem to be, you know, you're kind of bummed in a way. Like you've won, but what was the price that came with that win? So you're, you're definitely in this kind of conflicted state with others. Um, and with the nine of wands here, I see um, almost like a beaten down defensiveness, like you're guarding yourself, totally guarded stance. And then we have the three of swords, which is heartbreak. And we all know that swords is what goes on in your head. Wands is actual action and movement um, and energy and fire and words, communication, anything that can be done to move something forward. Um, and when you're at the end of all of this in the wands, you're almost defending your position because you've been doing it alone. The only place in the wands you see other people, really many other people is the fives because others are trying to get their, you know, get their thoughts and their point across as well. So you're kind of all bouncing off of each other and battling to see who's, you know, whose passion, uh, whose energy is going to rise to the top and be the prevailing answer. And for the person who's doing the reading, it's theirs. And this can put other people off. It, you know, there's an overall tone in the wands of, um, I've got to do everything myself and my way is the best way. And I really, you know, this is my passion. I feel very strongly about it. So in almost in every card in the wands, this person is defending their position um, and moving it forward. So they feel strongly about that. And it's because of that behavior that in their mind, others are against them. It's almost a heartbreaking feeling, which you can kind of see in the three of swords. So with the emperor, there's a lot of control energy here. And the emperor is all about control. And, you know, control can be a good thing at times and it can be a bad thing at times. It's how you present it. Um, and if you present it as my way or the highway, you're going to put other people off and you're going to feel like an outcast or an outsider. They're not going to want you around because you're a pain in the butt. You don't listen to anybody else. Um, and then with the wheel of fortune you know it's a 10 it's not it's not a 20 in the journey through the major arcana it's a 10 so it's a midway point and there's a there's a new beginning starting over um at at this point and with the wheel of fortune you're either at the bottom of the wheel or you're at the top of the wheel and it's the understanding that that wheel goes around and around and kind of a well-balanced person accepts the fact that sometimes things are going well and sometimes they're not. So I feel like the lesson here is the emperor because it's all about control and how you manage that control. And clearly this person is not managing it well because they are 
definitely in this heavy, nobody likes me kind of feel. All right. There's a lot of conflict around them and it may be because they're a little over controlling. And so I feel like with the wheel of fortune, it's the universe responding saying, okay, I know you're feeling this way right now. And you're feeling like you're at the bottom of the wheel, or maybe you're at the top of the wheel and you don't realize it. Um, you're at the top of the wheel, but you've freaking fought hard to get there and it came at a price and you lost all your friends and this is heartbreaking but tomorrow's a new day you're going to start over fresh and what comes after the wheel of fortune is the number 11 card which is justice okay and things will level out because she's holding a balance in her hand she's all about balance and fairness and justice so justice will prevail eventually everybody will feel taken care of and and so so the advice from the universe is start fresh tomorrow and maybe do a little self-assessing how have i been handling this have i been handling it well have i not been handling it well maybe it's time for me to look and see if i'm being fair and that in turn without trying too hard will put you back in the driver's seat I like to look at the cards that come after the card of the card that the universe gives us as a response to what's going on. So, so to me, the wheel of fortune is how the universe responds. Tomorrow's a brand new day. Sit back and assess yourself, look things over, decide what's working and what isn't working and consider a little fairness um, on both sides and let's let's balance things out because the justice card is all about balance she's got two equal white columns on either side she's holding a balance and she's all about fairness and facts you know and making things right and taking the emotion out of it okay so that was the reading for today i hope you enjoyed that and uh, this was just a little further insight into um, the spread that I brought up on Instagram and Facebook today. So I hope you have a great August 4th and until next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.